Welcome to What's Going On, the weekly podcast and videocast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. Hi, and welcome to this week's episode of What's Going On. I'm Pastor Katie here at Yankton First United Methodist Church, and I'm so glad you could join me for this episode. We're going to start off this episode with a little bit of um, kind of housekeeping things that are going on in the church that I want you to be aware of, that I want you to know about and to participate in if it's reasonable for you to do that. Uh, The first is that um, our leadership team applications are due this Sunday, and so far we have a couple in, but we definitely need more. And so if that's something that you've been praying about, thinking about um, serving the church in that way, we do need 11 people to serve on the leadership team. Right now we have 30-some people on the church council, uh, and we're only asking for 11 to be on this. And so if you are someone who is currently serving in either trustees, SPR, or finance, uh, we especially need you uh, to help carry over and transition into this new model. But if you're also someone that maybe um, in the last couple of years, you know, you've been kind of on a break from leadership, this would be a great time for you to step back in. And so know that you can pick up those applications here in the office or you can find them on our website under the leadership tab. And and those go directly to me. It is uh, confidential in that way. Our nominations team will be meeting next uh, at the end of November to be going over those and to uh, be proposing the leadership team. Church Council will meet in December to finalize that. Um, So if you're wondering kind of like who gets final say, church council does act um, as church or a charge conference. uh, And and in December, they will be meeting to approve the budget as well as um, the nominations. So just kind of give you a little bit of heads up of what that looks like or how that looks. Um, Speaking of budget, Finance is going to be meeting actually this coming Monday, which means you have a few extra days to get in your estimate of giving for 2022. It is a really useful tool for our finance team as they look at the budget to be faithful in how we are budgeting and how we are projecting expenses for the coming year. But more importantly, I think it's a really good tool for you to become intentional about your giving. Part of the life of a disciple is to uh, give back to the Lord, to to live a life of gratitude, to say thanks and acknowledge what God has given us. And part of the way that we do that is through our giving. Um, and so I think it's a helpful tool. It's a helpful opportunity for you or for you and your family uh, to, to make some sort of commitment to say, this is, this is our intention for 2022. Um, we always know that things come up, uh, you know, and the unexpected has kind of become the the normal lately, but um, it is our hope that uh, in making that intention, you are taking that one step closer of, of trusting your life with God, and that is part of your discipleship. So again, if you haven't turned that in, we do have copies here at the church, and again, you can find that on our website under the Give tab. You'll see a, a line that says Stewardship, and then you can there's a place there to fill out your... Uh, estimate for 2022. That's the way that I did it. I I like having the convenience of that. Also, I'm not very good that even if I do fill out a paper copy to actually turn it in, I I tend to lose things very easily. So uh, if you are like me, that is why we have that option available. So those are just kind of two sort of administrative uh, things that are happening. As we get toward the end of the year, we're just trying to really wrap up things for this year in that way and also to really anticipate the shift in governance for next year. 
Um, and one of the things I really want to encourage you is to think about um, where is God calling you for this next year in the life of the church? What is God asking you to do for the kingdom? Um, and, and I know for some of you that, that this leadership team is what God is asking you, and I hope that you um, are willing to say yes, that you're willing to put yourself out there, that you're willing to serve the church in this way. For others, I believe that God has sparked a desire in you in other ways, and we want you to know that we need you. We need you. So much of our of what we do um, is ministry-focused and mission-focused, and, and we need people there, but we want you to plug in where you want to plug in. Uh, we want you to find an area or find something that, that really speaks to you, that, that you feel confident uh, that you feel excited about being a part of. Um, and so if that's something that you might be struggling with, like Pastor Katie, I just don't know what that would be. I would love to visit with you and see if, if we can't match uh, your gifts and graces with what the needs are in the church as far as how do we accomplish our ministry. Um, and there's a lot of opportunity there. And so I hope that you are praying about that and I hope that you are ready to uh, volunteer in some way for that. Um, as we look ahead into uh, Advent and Christmas, uh, we are going to be decorating the church um, Monday, November 22nd. I believe there will be a group in the church during the day that day, so if that's something that you might be interested in helping with, uh, the more the merrier, <laughs> the more hands make quick work, so um, that's something that's coming up which again is sort of mind-boggling to me that we're already uh, so close to Advent and to Christmas. Uh, but I'm looking forward to having it in person this year. It was a real challenge uh, to go through that season without seeing all of your lovely faces. And I know for many of you it was a challenge not to be with your community during that season last year. I am looking during the Advent and Christmas season for special music for those services, especially for our Blue Christmas service, which will happen Tuesday night of Christmas week, as well as our Christmas Eve services, which will be at um, on Christmas Eve, obviously. Uh, and so if you are musical, um, if you have a song that you would like to share, I would love to have you be a part of that and just let me know uh, and we'll see where we can get you plugged in. Um, last year, that was probably one of my favorite pieces of our services was all the special music that people recorded and sent in. Uh, for me, that was really beautiful and powerful, and I would love to have that as an addition to our services this year. Um, we also have a lot of opportunities coming up uh, to be the hands and feet of Christ. Um, that's the way that I like to talk about doing our mission work and our outreach work is that um, the church is really meant to be Christ on earth now, that the ministry that Christ began that we read about in the Gospels that was continued on by the apostles is now continued on by us. And that is really meeting people in their needs, helping to heal a broken person, a broken nation, helping to um, include people where they're not included, to uh, give people hope and, and grace and love, um, all of those things. And so we see that as a central part of who we are as a church is to uh, be reaching out in Christ's love in a variety of ways. If you are interested in getting to help with kind of the things that we're going to focus on uh, to coordinate our different events and activities, we would love to have you be a part of that. And 
please don't wait to be asked. Please just say, hey, this is something I would be interested in doing something like this. We would love to have you. And again, just let me know. Um, so coming up, the big one that we kind of do at this time of year is our angel tree. And just to kind of share a little bit about it, because this church kind of has a unique role within the conference in, in, in our angel tree, um, in that our angel tree doesn't stay local to Yankton. We actually provide um, gifts for children at Milk's Camp. And you might be going, what in the world is Milk's Camp? I've never heard of that. So our conference has two mission outposts on Native American reservations in North and South Dakota. One in South Dakota, Tree of Life, and one in North Dakota, Spirit Lake. And each year our conference does something called Shoebox Christmas, where you fill a shoebox with gifts and, um, you know, kind of necessity items. And then they are wrapped and given to children on the reservations. Um, Kind of connected with those two mission outposts well <laughs> we have connections uh with the tree of life and one of one of the things they said is that there's a group that was kind of getting overlooked or missed um because they're not living on the reservation but they are part of the tribes um and and so the area is called milk's camp and i'm actually going to next week focus a little bit more on angel tree and i'm going to share once again an interview that i did with jane gilmore explaining a little bit about where milk's camp comes from and how we kind of got involved but anyway we're basically filling a gap there there were people that were being missed and and we as yankton first united methodist we are saying we're covering those people and so the rest of the conference uh, covers those who are on the reservations we cover milk's camp and this year i believe we have just under 100 um, children uh, that we are being asked to provide christmas presents for and so the angel tree will be going up in our lounge and they will have angels on them uh, and then what you do is sign out an angel you go shopping there's kind of some guidelines of what to get and then you bring that back but i think it's like december 15th this year again next week i'll have some more definitive details on what that is but um and then and then we those will get taken out before christmas uh to bless the kids there um and so that's one way that that we um, like to be the hands and feet of Christ in our conference and in our state is by providing Christmas for uh, those who without this would not have very much. And so um, it's it's a ministry that's exciting. It's fun to go shopping for kids. If you are someone who, who uh, is not comfortable yet going shopping, our youth group will be uh, shopping again so you can make your donations and then they can shop for you. Um, so that's uh, putting that out there. But the Parish Care and Outreach Committee that is part of, uh, that does our missions or kind of makes decisions, I would say, and kind of what we're going to be focusing on for missions, um, have kind of a twin sort of appeal. So as you are thinking about the children of Milk's Camp and, and really being a good neighbor to, to our Native American brothers and sisters, uh, in providing a Christmas experience for them and providing necessities, but also just fun, uh, you know, toys and things like that. Um, let us also not forget what is going on in Haiti. This past Sunday in worship during our prayer time, I mentioned that we're going to be listing Haiti in our prayer 
uh, chain in our prayer time for quite a while because we want to focus on um, what is happening there and and how, again, we can be involved in making things um, and hopefully helping people. We have had a long-standing relationship with the nonprofit organization Lavanov Alive. Uh, Bruce Bloomer, who was here this summer, uh, is the kind of, I don't know if president is the right word, but uh, kind of over that nonprofit. And, and what we've been hearing is that uh, things are really tough there. Um, ever since kind of all of the political things happened and, and now there's there's gangs and there's violence that are uh, kind of taking over. Things are becoming very expensive, very hard to transport. Um, if you can uh, transport things, if you can afford the gas to do so, if you think our gas prices are bad, uh, it's like $20 a gallon in Haiti right now, and, and they don't have that kind of money. Um, but even if you can transport it, getting oftentimes it gets intercepted. Uh, and, and so it's just very difficult to meet the needs of the people there right now. So first and foremost, they, they need our prayers. But also there's an encouragement and, and a challenge a bit that as we are blessing um, the children of Milk's camp, may we also consider blessing the children of Haiti. Um, one of the things we can do is send donations through Loganoff Alive, and 100% of the donations that get sent through that go directly to the people of Haiti um, to help make sure that, especially the, the children there, are having their basic needs met, that, that they are able to get their hands on food and shelter and clothing. Um, and so one of the things we're going to be doing is for our Christmas Eve mission uh, offering. So for our Christmas Eve services, we do take an offering. None of that is going to stay in the church. 100% of that is going to go actually to Haiti. Um, and so one of the challenges that we have out there is if you as a family want to sponsor a Christmas box for the children of Milk's Camp for our angel tree. We 100% want you to do that. But we also want you to consider perhaps matching that donation to bless children in Haiti as well. Um, and so that's something to think about. That's something to pray about. Um, but I think we have been given much. And to those who have been given much, much is expected. Uh, and so I think this is one of the ways that we can truly be a blessing this Christmas season, uh, again, to our neighbors nearby uh, and, and to our neighbors in Haiti. And so uh, those are a couple of the things that are happening toward the end of the year. Also, uh, December 30th, uh, we're going to be serving the banquet here in town. And so there will be sign-up sheets coming up for that, uh, for servers, for donations, for things like that. Um, and so I, we haven't done that since I've been here, and so I'm very excited about that. That'll happen December 30th. Um, and then in January, we are partnering with two other churches in town, Trinity Lutheran Church, uh, also known as the Burger King Church. <laughs> we all kind of like to joke about that. We're the Taco John's Church, by the way. I don't know if you knew that. Um, Trinity Lutheran began a ministry this, this year, uh, a laundry ministry where uh, once a month that they would, or t maybe they do it twice a month, uh, they go to one of the local laundry mats and they pay for 
uh, people's laundry. Uh, they provide the soap, they provide the uh, quarters, they provide you know, fabric softener or whatever you need. Um, and, and people bring their laundry in because again, that's something that can really add up. And if you don't have a lot of money, that might be one of the first things that doesn't um, get done and that can have adverse effects, especially if you're trying to apply for jobs and all your clothes are dirty. Uh, or, you know, especially around flu and COVID season, we have, you know, extra need to have clean sanitary clothing. Uh, and so Trinity started this ministry and, and I think in the process realized how big of a need this really was in our community. And so they reached out and United, the UCC Church, United Church of Christ, uh, has decided to partner in as well. And so they started this fall um, doing one Tuesday afternoon a month um, in order to, again, provide more opportunity. Uh, and then they invited us to partner with them because they felt like this is a big, it is a big need. Um, and maybe in partnering together as two churches, we would go every other month um, to make it possible for us to continue to, to offer this service. And so that's what we're gonna be doing starting in January. January will be our month um, where uh, we will have a Tuesday afternoon, I think it's like four to seven, where uh, we will uh, do people's, we're not going to physically do their laundry. We'll be at the laundromat. We will pay for their laundry. We will provide the soap and the necessary tools so that all they need to bring are their clothes. Um, you know, I'm not asking anyone to touch anyone else's dirty laundry because, ew. But uh, I'm really excited about this ministry. One, because it's very clearly a need in our community. And two, it gives us an opportunity to really have time to relate to people, to hear their stories, to understand um, what it is that they're dealing with and, and, and what it is that we can really be doing to help. Um, I think so often we kind of get content with writing checks or, or making a donation, um, but we never really see the people who are impacted by that. And so I think it's really important as we look to missions that we are doing, that we are doing something, uh, that we are forging relationships. Um, one of the things that you may or may not know that we have in our church is that we do provide, uh, uh, we have Hy-Vee gift cards and gas cards, um, and every once in a while we'll, we'll provide a hotel stay or, or a bill, cover a bill for someone. Um, and, and, you know, as we go throughout the year, I will see the same people. Uh, three or four times in a year, um, you know, who are just constantly struggling. And especially, again, with COVID doesn't help anything, um, you know, where they maybe can get on their feet and then something just knocks them back. Uh, but I feel like in, in doing that, and I'm glad that I get to do that in our in our in the name of our church, in the name of Jesus, I'm glad I get to do that. But I'm the only one who gets to have those relationships. I'm the only one who gets to hear those stories. I'm the only one who's um, having that kind of interaction. And I think the more that we can, again, see one another, we talked about that in our sermon about how, you know, people just want to be seen, how they don't want to be forgotten. They don't want to be overlooked. They just want to be remembered. I think 
I think that's true still today of so many people. And one of the ways that we can help see people is by doing these kind of ministries and these kind of missions where, where we're really getting to know them, where we're really getting to hear their stories, where we're really getting to interact. Uh, and so the laundry mission and the banquet, those are really great opportunities for us to physically serve, to spend some time and some energy uh, and some focus on the less fortunate right here in Yankton, and there are plenty. Um, and so that's something I'm really excited about. If you are interested in kind of helping to support that ministry that we're going to be, so we will do it six times next year. Again, we'll go every other month with the UCC church. Um, we'll need donations of quarters. We'll need donations of laundry supplies, so detergent, uh, fabric softener, dryer sheets, that kind of thing. Uh, and then really volunteers that will be there uh, for for that afternoon, that, that kind of early evening, to help disperse those things, to help, you know, meet people where they are and to, again, have those conversations and relationships. And so I hope that that's something that sparks your interest, that, that you think, yeah, I've never done anything like that before, but uh, it sounds it sounds like a really great opportunity. So um, I want to put that before you. Uh, and then I just want to, again, encourage encourage you as we go throughout this Christmas season, especially this year, as my understanding is that, you know, there might be delays or shortages or uh, things might be hard to get as you're trying to purchase presents for people. But how can you be the presence of Christ this season? How can, one, you draw yourself into Christ's presence? Uh, but then how can you reflect that into the world? And one of the ways that I'm going to encourage you is through this small uh, daily reflections for Advent and Christmas. It's a $2 book. We have copies here at the church. You can come pick one up. And then starting November 28th, which is the first Sunday of Advent, there's daily readings in scripture and then a reflection. I think this would be a great tool for you uh, to kind of center yourself in this busy, busy season. Every year for Christmas is busy, but I have a sneaking suspicion this year is going to just be exponentially so. Um, and so I want to make sure that you are centering yourself in that. But also, again, thinking about how can I give back? How can I give back to God? How can I give back to my church? How can I give back to the people who have been so wonderfully gracious to me? Um, and especially, again, as, as we look for volunteers, as we look for people and, and as needs arise in the church, as, you know, oh, well, we don't really have anyone doing that right now. Would you like to do that? Um, our hope and prayer is that, that uh, we don't want to have to come begging uh, for volunteers uh, we we want to be able to to be a place and to be an atmosphere where people feel empowered that this is this is their church that this is their community that if they see a need that they feel like I can do something about that um, and and if they feel if they see a need in the community if they see a mission opportunity that they can come and share and see if there's something that we can do as a church for it it reminds me a little bit as. I know that that was kind of one of the big anxiety producers about our new governance structure was um, that we really do need to rely on people uh, being willing to come forward, to be willing to volunteer, to not wait to be asked or not wait to assume that someone else is going to do it or cover it. 
um, but to really take ownership of the church and the ministry that we have here. And it reminds me of kind of a silly uh, story uh, called Whose Job Is It Anyway? And this is a story about four people named everybody, somebody, anybody, and nobody. There was an important job to be done, and everybody was sure that somebody would do it. Anybody could have done it, but nobody did it. And somebody got angry about that because it was everybody's job. And everybody thought anybody could do it, but nobody realized that everybody wouldn't do it. It ended up that everybody blamed somebody when nobody did what anybody could have. <laughs> have you ever heard that before? Let's not assume that there's going to be someone else to do what God has called you to do. Let us not assume that uh, the stirrings in your heart are for, meant for anyone else but you. There's a lot that we can do in this church, and I want you to feel called. I want you to feel enabled to do those things uh, and empowered. And if you have questions, please, 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 I'm always here. I'm always, well, that's not true. I'm not always here, but I'm here for you uh, to contact me. And, and please know that, that uh, I will get back to you as soon as I can if I'm not available in that, in that exact moment. Um, we want this to be a community of love and support and grace uh, and a place where people want to be and a place where people want to serve and a place uh, when they feel like they're making a difference in the world. Um, and, and that in doing so, they are also making a difference in their own lives. I believe that Christ has the power to do those things, and I believe that this is how he asks us to be involved in the kingdom. And the fact that we get asked to be involved in the kingdom at all is pretty amazing. Um, and so let's not take that for granted. As we look to this season of um, generosity, the season of joy, the season of thanksgiving, uh, let us remember what we are thankful for. Let us be willing to share of what we have and let us be willing to continue to open our eyes, to see the people around us who maybe we have not wanted to see, to open our eyes to the needs that are here, to open our eyes to the needs around the world, and to know that we do have the ability to do something about it, that it starts with us. It starts with us saying yes, it starts with us being kind, it starts with us giving of ourselves, but imagine what it can do. I think, I think that's pretty cool. So I hope that this episode uh, brings you up to speed a little bit on life here at First United Methodist. Uh, I will be out this Sunday and we have um, a seminary student from Isle of Seminary uh, coming to share the message and lead in worship. And so be gracious, be kind, and I'll see you soon. God bless. Thank you for joining us on this episode of What's Going On, a video and audio podcast of First United Methodist Church in Yankton, South Dakota. We'd love to have you join us for worship on Sundays, and we have two options available. 9 a.m. is our contemporary service, and 10.30 a.m. is our traditional service. You can find those online as well at our website, www.firstumcyankton.org, or on YouTube. 